0: Welcome to Dugout Study Hall, a remedial course in baseball stats and part of the Pitcherless Podcast Network. I'm your host and expert layman Matt Goodwin, joined by your fake baseball economist and my co-host, Alexander Chase. Joining us for this episode is the one and only Mr. Alex Fast, as we discuss his path from child actor to giant of all things MLB, the top five pitchers with the slowest pitches so far this year, excluding position players, how to analyze pitchers to catch a breakout, his video overlay process, and so much more. But before we get to all of this very, very good stuff, Alex Fast, how you doing? Yeah, living the dream. Um,
1: <laughs> I uh, still get still. I got this broken foot, which really stinks, mm, uh, and yeah. uh, I got I got to go for an MRI next Tuesday. So other than having to hobble around uh, the borough of Brooklyn with one foot in ninety degree weather and <laughs> intense humidity, I was going to uh, say a tad humid today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just a little too humid. But it's a great weight loss program just <laughs> walking yeah, right. around new york city in a boot uh no other than that i uh you know there's there's great baseball on so I'm,
0: I'm i'm pretty happy how are you guys doing i'm doing great i i have to ask the obvious question though was this a ploy to get out of having to play at the pitcherless meetup <laughs> with <wiffle> a ball game <laughs> you know what i have so little to look forward to in
1: life and that was one of those things uh and uh it, it was not and it's like i wish i had a cool story like uh, and yeah. it's not i like broke it playing catch with my niece like there's nothing there's nothing <laughs> oh, heroic. that's a sweet
0: story though that's okay
1: that's not and it, i had just bought her a little like mike trout ball from oh, the MLB nice. team store and it was heading down a storm drain and she she's oh. she's like seven and she's got a Cannon for a seven-year-old, <laughs> and I mean, like, she threw that ball too hard, and it's like a real ball. And I was like, I know that I have two options: like, run for this ball, uh, or just deal with a lot of tears. So I mm. ran for it, and now
0: I live to regret it every day. <laughs> Did you save the ball?
1: I saved the ball. Okay, well, I saved. The I don't ball. know. I
0: think. I think it's not my ankle, so it's easy to say, but I think it's worth it. It it is worth it,
1: it uh, if this surgery has to happen. Not worth it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did save the ball, and then I took them to the pool the next day, and then I drove like, them hey, to New York.
0: And this was like, ankle, uh, something's a little wonky with this oh, thing. I should probably go get not, that checked out, huh? It's
1: not even the ankle. It's the ball. It's the left ball of my foot. There's a, two oh. muscles in it called the sesamoid, and it's broken in half, uh, oh. and it just throws
0: everything else out of whack. It sucks. Yeah, that uh, that sounds... I don't know anything about muscles, but that sounds horrible. It's not fun. Too so, yeah. so fast, you're telling me that
2: there's a thing called the sesamoid that isn't just something that Yosemite Sam from Bugs Bunny like, accidentally <laughs> oh, says. I'll see, I'll see, I'll see. Oh, see. Uh, yeah. oh the uh, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, sesamoid sounds like a weird, like... Um, if like a, a hemorrhoid cream had like a personified kind of thing, it's like, oh it's no, the it's mascot. the sesamoid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Preparation. Yeah. Age sesame sesamoid. flavored
0: sesamoid. <laughs> yeah. I no, guess. Like That's a planet from Battlestar Galactica.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh whatever it is, it's fully broken. Uh and and that that really that really stinks. But um it's just great, you know that it really is that dumb song of like you know, the, the leg bone connected to the what bone, whatever. And <laughs> like, bone. yeah, yeah. The leg bone connected to the arm bone. I don't know what a weird version you grew up with. <laughs> uh, but uh,
2: yeah. I'm it's... not going to medical school. So I, I just want to say, <laughs> God, is not Thank my job God. to figure that out.
1: Uh, so it really does feel like, you, you know, you walk funny and then your hip hurts and then your other leg hurts. Yeah, uh, right, right. Anyway, that, that's, you know, I, I that is not what anyone is coming here to listen
0: to. to, uh, to it's to, fine. To. It's the same thing that happens to the Major League Ball players, though, right? They tweak something and then they tweak something else because they're compensating for it. So it's all relevant. It all comes it back. It is. And have sympathy for him because I don't have to play baseball the next day and do it yeah. 162 <laughs> times a year. Right. How did Cal Ripken do it? Like, oh, come on. I don't wow. know. I, I don't know. Um, Insane so uh chase what about you how are things how are things in dc we were like fully like four minutes into this uh so it's good to say hello yeah
2: Um, (laughs) beautiful honestly i'm so impressed um (laughs) i also just want to say like i'm doing great in part because fast did our job for us by talking about the weather for us which was awesome always like invariably do yeah 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 beautiful um (laughs) unlike the weather here today just gross
0: chef's kiss all right well let's let's jump in here uh I have to, we have you on, I have to ask you about your path to um, where you're at now with fantasy baseball, baseball, obviously all the MLB stuff, the ESPN stuff, my God, you're a rock star, Um, but that's not where it started, that was not the original career path in your your younger days, so talk to us just a little bit, as much as you're comfortable about, about how you transitioned from uh, teen idol to uh, baseball, (laughs) fantasy baseball industry stud. You know, I love the way this is phrased,
1: too. Like it makes me think, like, you know, it's it's August 6th, 1987. Robin and Jared Fast are, are celebrating their anniversary. Um, yeah, so I... Uh, I, I um, I was in theater for a really, really long time. I have a brother who's much older than me. I've never told this part of the story. I have a brother who's 10 and a half years older than me. When okay. I was in third grade, and eight, he was 18. And he was going to the city to look at colleges that he wanted to go to. And I went with them because I was eight years old and they can't leave me home alone, obviously. And I, we went up to New York. My family's from Queens um, or uh, originally. And I said, uh, this is, so I, I had you know, experience coming up to New York. And I said, this is where I want to go to school. I want to go to school at NYU. Um, which is a dangerous thing for an eight-year-old to tell their parents because <laughs> then they're you know when you're like fourth grade and you have a test to study for they're like if you don't get an A on this uh, you know yeah uh, kiss col- that uh, dream goodbye kid <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so I, I I go to NYU I, I, I uh, um I do the acting thing for a while I go study in London and live there for a while and doing an acting all over the place start my own theater company. Um, or co-start it with a bunch of friends do theater in philly do theater in brooklyn do commercials do off broadway and then i had a meeting with a large agent and this is what you dream of mm-hmm. uh, and i mean i remember looking in their office on the 20th floor overlooking manhattan and the first thing they asked me about isn't my resume but you know what's your your youtube presence like what's your twitter profile like uh and ironically i was like i'm you know it's funny because I had no followers and then that changed when baseball happened. But at the time mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not doing this industry if that's what this is. I just don't have the patience for this and I don't have the uh, the mind for it. I'm too anxious. Mm. I have way too much anxiety to uh, try and get a job and then six weeks later try and get another job. So I packed it up. I went to grad school for tech, for interactive telecommunications, uh, uh, focusing on AR and... Um, There, uh, I I had a lot of difficulty learning programming, but I focused on learning programming through baseball and baseball statistics. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine had brought me into his fantasy league a few years before. I'd always been a baseball fan, but I'd never been religiously, you know, like when I was growing up, we had Ripken and then 13 years of straight losing seasons in (laughs) Baltimore (laughs) while the Ravens were winning Super Bowls in the 2000s. And like, so I was, I was, I was a little bit more football. I liked baseball, um, but I was kind of like when, when you're putting the corpse of Sammy Sosa and Vladimir Guerrero and Albert Bell on the field in Baltimore. Yeah. Like, there's not much to get excited about. Like, how much can you fall in love with Sidney <laughs> Um So, yeah, I, I go to, <clears throat> excuse me, go to grad school, go to this hackathon, end up winning this hackathon, getting a job at MLB, and uh, started learning how to do t- uh, pitch overlay tutorials because I, I, I just really try, to, uh, I want to take some concepts and try and make them a little bit more relatable because mm-hmm. they're really high level, as I'm sure you can all relate to. Uh, And that's kind of my passion is like taking high level stat cast statistics or the the game of baseball in and of itself and making it relatable and then just got like lucky just got really lucky like we started doing the KBO thing went on ESPN went to MLB Network like just got lucky people like oh I saw you can you come do this I saw you on this can you come do this so after shying away from the acting industry for so long uh,
0: (laughs) here I am they they pull me back in full circle. Full sir, but on your yes. terms, and that makes a big difference. Uh, yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Let me ask you one more question, and then we'll we'll kind of talk about a couple other things. And and uh, Chase, I'm sorry, I promise that you're a part of this podcast too. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I am very curious. So like a lot of people in, in fantasy industry are like fantasy people and their stat cast people, or they're, you know, they're looking at lineups, they're looking at at prospects. They're, they're taking it from that angle. And and certainly like, you know, you're, you're putting in that kind of uh, stuff with, with pitchers and all that, but you've got this other thing where you've got this broadcast side, right. And the, and the, the media side of baseball, how does that, um, influence or or shape the way that you approach the fantasy stuff and the, the analysis that you do? Is it different from what you would see other people doing because of that? Is it, um, I don't know, I, I, I'm very curious about how those two kind of different but very connected things work off of each other.
1: Man, that's such a good question. You know, I guess off the top of my head, I guess the way that I kind of think about it is... I'm living in the kind of middle of a Venn diagram, mm. right? And the Venn diagram, the the center part of it is what we just kind of talked about, where it's um, making baseball relatable. You know what I mean? Okay, I put it this way: you know how like sometimes you see a movie or you play a video game or you listen to a band and you're like, "God, this band is so good!" And like, I don't yeah. think people really, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think people realize. <clears throat> how good this band is. You know, let me, let me tell you about this band and their bass player does this and their, 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 musician doing this and, and the guitarist, the way that he does, this is actually different because while it's influenced by this person, it's actually doing this. Um, that to me is the center of the Venn diagram for baseball, right? Like, this is what this pitcher's doing and it's really cool yeah, and it's yeah. really that and it's really this and and that brings in the fantasy crowd because naturally right i'm talking about the performances of players and, right and how they operate and how they think <clears throat> and then the broadcast side comes into it too because i think um i try my best to try and make those concepts uh, relatable and try to imbue yeah. them with a sense of passion that even if you don't know what I'm talking about, maybe you're interested because I'm saying it at a fast rate and in a very <laughs> yeah. and, and, and gesticulating I don't know a lot. What you know what said, I mean? but I'm excited too. <laughs> uh, I, that is literally you might as well have quoted my mother. Like <laughs> she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but it seems like you're having fun saying it. Um, so I, that is such a good question. But yeah, so I, I it's funny because I don't think of myself that way. Like in terms of like, I don't go on Twitter and I'm not like, I don't search out broadcast opportunities yeah, and yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't like be like, how am I going to write about fantasy right now? It's just, I'm very, very fortunate with this platform to just be able to pursue things that I think are interesting. And then whoever wants to talk about it with
0: me, um, whoever wants to read whatever it is I write, like,
1: cool. That's great. That's awesome.
0: That's a really great headspace. And and I'm going to right now for full disclosure, give all credit to that question to uh to chase because he's the one who came up with that so uh and now i'm going to give you space to uh follow up with that because you earned it
2: did i really did i really <laughs> you know you know it's, it's it's funny um i uh i feel like the, the version of uh kind of like living in baltimore while the team is what kind of has been a lot of the time is a, a weird parallel to like i i grew up in the dallas area and could not have cared any less about um the texas rangers because well again did have you heard of the texas rangers before <laughs> and the, the that they we're, out. <laughs> we're, we're, we're t- especially talking about like the um like the post a-rod trade rangers mm-hmm. where like there was just nothing going on other than heat and um not not like from the pictures yeah yeah either, <laughs> just from the sun. Just, yeah. yeah um, um and it was really interesting you know i i feel like i got really into caring about baseball it the second i i moved out to baltimore and started getting tickets for orioles games they weren't winning mind you um i I moved there a little bit after uh, machado moved out okay will. okay um so um you know it's only by sheer force of will from people who are really excited about things in general that i feel like i'm sitting here today and caring about these things so i I mean there's not a huge part of me necessarily that like is out there who wants to really just grind out a bunch of content because i get some great joy from that which some cool people really do yeah and it's yeah. really cool <laughs> but i feel like the stuff that's really fun is just like hey this thing is interesting and i think that some of the best and most interesting baseball work comes from people who like the primary thing that kind of drives them is just finding out why it is these really wacky things are constantly happening um so uh you know i, I really appreciate kind of like where that seems like it pushes you and uh, a lot of other people like that because i think that's like where a lot of the most fun conversations we have come from it's just like i don't need to write this today because uh instead let's go figure out what the heck is going on with um i don't know uh full gyro fastballs that are coming out from <laughs> you're like that, that that stuff is like you're not going to get an answer very often you're probably just gonna end up just as confused as you were when you went out. because a lot of the times even when you're really well equipped statistically or whatever else to answer those questions the answer is still yep it's only working because it's wacky yeah <laughs> um, i think to kind of like really super double back if we can one of the cool things about the overlays as a thing uh for you to get into is it just kind of reveals at the end of the day sometimes when you're wacky that's fine right
1: yeah, definitely, and th- I mean, th- there's so many good points that are raised there, and I think that, you know, there's a few things, th- like, one, you're uh, learning about this stuff is only going to raise more questions, and I remember there being, at one point, being mm-hmm. like, how many more things can we learn about this, and it's like, it's just infinite, you know what I mean, it's just yeah. infinite, mm-hmm. and we're also, I think, really privileged in the fact that, like, you know, i I I'm very fortunate in that PitcherList is not... Um, you know, it's a fun source of income. It's it, it's it's a small little thing at the end of the month that I can get something really small and enjoy. But, like, there isn't that pressure of grinding out the content, like yeah, you said. Right. And as a result, mm-hmm. I can be a little bit more patient and, you know, I'm afforded the opportunity to be like, like you said, what's going on with these gyro fastballs? What, you know, what's going on? I remember for a while it was like, what is it called strike? Do they matter? Do they not? You know, like, yeah. it, it's fun mm-hmm. to go down those rabbit holes and then to also gain an acceptance of... um you know, I, I had a really important moment where I, I was doing some research for, for MLB.com or something, some, some research on baseball about post-recognition mm-hmm. um, post, uh, post recognition point break, right? Like mm. what pitchers were getting the most movement after the quote-unquote supposed recognition point from a batter. Um, it was, yeah, recognition point and then commit point, right? I think commit point mm-hmm. was even more important. And I was convinced. I was convinced Because it just seems so intuitive that any pitcher that was getting more break after a batter had committed would theoretically have a better pitch. Right. Mm -hmm. It just made sense to me. That seems intuitive. Right. I mean, you uh, there's literally a point after the commit point. The batter can't see anymore. You know what I mean? I can't do anything mm -hmm. about it, even if they could. Exactly. But that's when I realized I was so I started having that conversation. They can on the front end by compensating. Right. Which could theoretically explain why hitters get better third time through the order. Right. They say, oh, well, the curveball, I know it's coming here. It's actually going to drop down here. So this is how I'm going to compensate. Right. But after all this research and, you know, being fortunate enough to be able to have conversations with Tom Tango about this, it went nowhere. It was wrong. (laughs) It was bad. You know what I mean? There was not – I could not pull up enough data to pull up something conclusive, uh, and that sucked. But it was also okay. You know, I had to have that realization of, like, it's okay to be like, hey, here's everything I learned. There's nothing here, but
2: all right, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's really fun about that approach um is like there's not a single number in what you just said. Basically, mm. <laughs> you yeah. know it, it's really funny to me. A, a lot of like the like the straw man discussions about people who do analyticsy things, and I, and I like to try to avoid that word because you know the worst conversations we have are we just a out around, and then no one actually talks <laughs> about what they do. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean go on any topic you want that's that's a central problem about how we talk about things but you know you're telling me like okay here's this problem i had this theory and i went and tested it and you know science or whatever yeah um right and at the end of the day like there's not really a big way to discredit that but it also is really fun to see that people who aren't just going and being the straw man hey i punched a bunch of numbers into a linear regression and this is what it said you know most people who do really fun stuff with numbers are kind of coming from what looks like an eye test guess which is what you know you're describing and uh it, it's so fun to think you know like that's where the fun stuff is let's go watch some baseball and find some weird stuff then you go chase around tail around for like 72 hours straight without getting any sleep yeah that's, that's, that's where point.
0: the most of the entertainment of the game is coming from though right there is this niche group of people who love the numbers and more power to them i, I think that's great um, and it certainly is influencing the way that baseball is is being played and the on field product and all of that, but. For most people, they're starting with their eye, their eye test, so they're coming to the content with questions they're trying to answer. And and I mean, obviously, what we're trying to do here, to a certain degree, is to kind of anticipate what some of those questions might be and empower the people listening to this pod to be able to go and do some of that for themselves and apply a case study. We're talking about this guy, but you can go do the very same thing with any other, you know, uh, pitcher or or left-handed pitcher or right-handed batter. Um, I think that 's really important there 's one more thing before we get into i mean we're we 're still in our bell ringer, and that 's fine because this conversation I think is a really important and interesting one and uh for me at least and, and that 's all that matters um is to just highlight <laughs> highlight uh, uh just a few things there 's been a, a lot of stuff going on lately with people being very i think open and honest about the grind that people can fall into in the industry um, and needing to take a step back and, and the, the stress and the anxiety that comes from that. And I think that that's something that you talk about a lot. Um, and uh, I appreciate that. So this is, this is less of a, like, Hey, you need to really pull, pull back the curtain here and open up your soul and more of it just an opportunity to say thank you. Because I think that that's a really important thing for people in this industry on all sides of it to hear and see. Like, if you're feeling bad because your team stinks and it's supposed to be good, and opening that app gives you anxiety, like, it's okay. Don't open it tonight you know, like uh, the, there, it's very easy to get wrapped up in these things, but there's bigger, broader, uh, big picture stuff, uh, that's more important. And, and the handful of people that's growing who are being, uh, open and, and, and willing and able to talk about this is so very important. And I just want to, for all of the thousands of awesome things that you do for this industry, uh, that's certainly in my opinion, one of the top, because it's just so important for people to hear and, uh, and to read and see and, um, being vulnerable is hard and, and especially for somebody who is experiencing those feelings. So I think that's huge. Um, you know, if, if you want to just talk for a half a second about it, I certainly don't mean to, to, you know, put you on no. the couch and do <clears throat> a therapy session, but i really no. do think it's super important, uh, that listen. people who are at the kind of the top, you know, the people who are out there pushing the content to also say, Hey, but pause, Hey, listen, I love this too, but there's other things out there that can really get in the way. And, and if you're feeling bad about something, That's more important. W-
1: without a doubt,
0: and I mean, I've been in therapy long
1: enough in my life that I have no problem laying down on anyone's couch <laughs> and talking.
0: Um,
1: it, it, there's a few things, you know, I always think it's so funny when I see, um, well, funny funny is a poor choice of words, so I apologize for that. Uh, I, I pause when I see people like, just five more until I get 5,000, just, you know, 10 more until I get 10,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. You should be doing that. You should If that's what you want to do, push for that. And I, I, I imagine at some point I did the same thing. That it doesn't get easier when you start to get more of those followers. Mm -hmm. And you have to realize at some point that you have to take a step back from any social media platform. um, Because the thing about Twitter is you can only see the people who are tweeting, not the people who aren't. If Sarah Langs, who is one of the best in the business, and if you're not following on Twitter, you should be at Mm -hmm. S Langs on Sports. Mm -hmm. If she took a week long break, my feed wouldn't see it. There's no indicator in the top right-hand corner that says Sarah Langs is not tweeting this week. So, hey, you can stop tweeting, too. All you're going to see perpetually is everyone on your Twitter feed putting out more content. So the only person who's going to be able to give yourself permission to take a step back and take a day for you is you. right? And you have to be able to do that. And the last thing I'll say about it is I am not afraid to say that there are days, especially in the middle of the season, two one day two day or three days where I don't watch baseball yeah just don't watch any baseball and that's fine yeah it's okay take a break <laughs> don't look at a box score do a reset like i understand that it is a it can be a great community sometimes it can be a poor community but the point is someone everyone wants to be pushing out this content and the guilt that you feel about someone's going to be doing it better someone's going be to be doing this should i be doing this should i be doing that it's all internal mm-hmm. so take a break it's all good. Baseball's not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, that's very well said. I don't think uh there's anything else that I can add on to that, but uh but say again, thank you for that. Um all right, we're gonna move into something a little bit more fun. And actually, uh Alexander, I'm going to turn this over to you because this was another one of your brain 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 children. K- K- is that how you say that? Brain brain child? It's gotta be brain children, right? I don't know, you're the essay um, I teacher. Don't, I don't want to know the answer. <laughs> <without culture. laughs> This was your idea, uh, and and so that sounds better. Um, I think this is a cool segment. So for our number of the week, we're going to use the number five, and we're going to look at the top five slowest pitches in MLB so far, well, by people I, 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 who are not position players, right? Oh, so,
2: and and well, actually, I, I should I should amend this a little. Bit. Okay, um, I, it's not the top five slowest pitches because uh, too many of those would go to the same person. So um, okay, top five. It, pitchers, I decided then. Yeah, okay. yeah, the the pitchers who've thrown the slowest pitches, uh, and they all happen to be um, starting pitchers. So I'll, I'll give you that
0: little piece of uh, um, wisdom, if you will. And yeah, we, um, we want yeah, you we, to try and guess those top. How many guesses? How many guesses are we? Let's
2: do. what's let's, let's, let's give him. Let's give him five and see how many he gets. I, I think that, and we'll see how we fit, feel after five guesses. Are you are you down? Oh, are you ready? Yeah, I'm totally down. I, I, I was like so <laughs> excited because I was like, okay,
1: Brock Holt, Williams Astudio, like yeah, those right, those right. guys were like yeah, in there. But no. now we're talking about the slowest from a starting pitcher, like from are, somebody they, they, whose they...
0: job it is to pitch the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh
2: okay, okay. Um yeah. We figured that you, um, Alex Fast would know something about you know not going fast. So that that was the hope at least. <laughs> uh okay. So
1: you have to figure that, like, okay, so the, the first one's got to be obvious. Zach Ranke has
2: to be one of the first ones, right? Check. The first um, one. He has the slowest pitch by a um, non position player this year at 51.5 miles per hour. 51.5. Okay. That is 10 miles an hour um, slower than the next slowest from like a, a starter. Wow. Okay. 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 Okay.
1: Well, you're one for oh, one. This is where this That's gets good. tough. Well, that's the easy one this that's the easy one um okay, so I'm trying to think of like a dude who would throw like an oh oh is 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 darvish
2: one of them did he ever just have an ephis that he threw darvish did not make this wow. list and I'm actually surprised by it yeah. I feel like he would have just done something like that but darvish is not here yeah okay i'm gonna I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna go older. I'm going to go older and stick with Curveball, like
1: an older Curveball, because I have a feeling they would be like an, an Ephus kind of mm. guy. Okay, okay. Maybe like an Adam Wainwright? You know, he just missed, actually. Uh, uh,
2: I'm, I'm blowing it! Uh, okay. <laughs> honestly, that's a, no, that's a really good guess. Right though. around the he bullseye. Was,
0: I mean, that's they're pretty good shots. He was... Uh, if if we had been all people who
2: have thrown a pitch under sixty five miles an hour, he would have made the list. Made but I want to make this easier, and, and 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 by doing so, I apparently have not, which is <laughs> way fun. No, no, no. This
1: is this is fun. This is fun. This is fun. Oh, okay. I <laughs> know. Like, I know. I know. You're trying I know to convince.
2: This is fun. This is
1: fun. Okay, Alex, you're having a great time. Okay. Um. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna go with another. I'm gonna stick with the veterans. Uh it's not. Okay, I'm not this isn't a guess. I'm saying it's not and I'm looking at your face. It's not Edwin Jackson. Good. Okay,
2: good. Very good. Uh oh, oh.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Um Kyle Hendricks. Bingo. Oh, yep, there we go. Uh third on the list. Uh, okay. 62.4 miles per hour. So I'm at 50% 62.4 Yep. Now I think
1: it's a little bull that we're not counting Williams Dio because he is all things. <laughs> yeah. He is, is not true. not this a starting is pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is the, I don't know. Okay, let me think. All right, can you can you give me
2: a division of any of the other ones? Because I'm I'm at a I'm at a loss here. Ooh, I th- I'm gonna check something. But um, yeah, I mean one of them National League East, second place. Second
1: place National League East. Okay, so wouldn't be anyone on the Mets. I don't think it would be anyone on the Marlins uh is it uh, i'll just guess charlie morton but i think he throws pretty fast still
2: Mm, no not it no dice all right who was it uh that one's patrick corbin actually patrick corbin yeah what was the pitch i I don't know
0: anything to get it over the plate (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly yeah that really um,
2: surprises me me too you know i actually uh, i went to both of his last starts of the year in 2019, when tickets were like basically free before the Nats won the World Series, and it's been very strange to watch him pitch basically since then. Um, and yeah, I, I'm blown away by his inclusion here. Uh, yeah. But second, second slowest uh, pitch by a person who is paid to do that—that that is crazy. Okay, Still so two it's more. so we How have many, yeah, so at, there's we're two at more
0: four guesses though, right? There's, and there's two no, more. No, I go. think I, mm. I think I had my fifth guess Did
2: you guess get five already. in there? Yeah
0: yeah okay I so failed. the
2: <laughs> well
0: you were kind it's of okay. set up that it's way okay. <laughs> actually you
2: know i should i should have given you the al east as a guess, as a hint AL east. because yes he's not an Oriole. uh not an Oriole, actually there we, that's again uh we don't have to uh we don't have to think about ourselves here all right i'm, I'm not even gonna waste everyone's time who is that al east pitcher Uh, We have Garrett Richards. Oh, Um, yes. That makes sense. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And then Alec Mills is is, uh, fifth on the list. Alec Um, Mills. And yeah, he's um, he still plays for the Cubs. Yeah. He's starting now. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Nobody else. is on this there. list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but, the um, you know the follow up here is that now we expect overlays on your Twitter feed of all of these pitches. Of all, the, <laughs> I yeah. love
1: when when Pitching
0: Ninja does like the really <laughs> super slow pitch like a really super fast. pitch, it really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. That really makes. It would be funny if um, like if like that Corbin pitch was like his foot slipped right and he like <laughs> shot put it <laughs> and yeah, they exactly. counted it.
1: <laughs> it could be that does that is really shocking to me, man. That's a great trivia question.
2: You know, um, I hope that all of you guys on here get just a tiny glimpse into the the terrible, terrible things that we get up to in the uh, the PL uh, Discord's uh, trivia channel, uh, which I keep my <laughs> notifications on for. By the way, that's so a I great. never miss one. It's, and I do see you in
1: there. I don't come in there as much, but now I come in every once in a while, and you usually do knock it out of the park with those. It does. Uh, speaking it, it, of Venn uh,
0: diagrams, that's a that's one where he that that <laughs> makes a lot of sense to me. Right in yeah. the middle for him. Uh, right for him. Yeah, yeah. Right in the yeah. middle for him. Smack dab. Um, yeah. All right. Let's yeah, get to. A, sorry.
2: Go ahead. Dave Turman and myself just just causing. Yeah, problems. you and Dave. Seriously, <laughs> it is you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know the reason I kind of raised this also, other than that, just kind of want to just screw with you. The question is that you know I, I'm always curious whenever like we're, we're going in there and I'll be like kind of giving people hints or like talking through the logic behind it because I think that's some of the most fun kind of like what do I know about baseball? How do I make connections? Questions. Just, sure. Like, you're like, thinking like old. Throws a curveball, yeah, and yeah, just close your eyes and do this from there. The
0: thought process, I think, is is huge, and it actually kind of is a nice, very nice segue into what we're going to talk about uh, today. Is kind of the central part of this, which is like, how do we, how do you find an undervalued pitcher? And I know, obviously, CSW a big thing. We can talk about that um, and how you came into that and and how you use that. Uh, but like other ways that when you're doing these things, when you're you're deciding what is it that you want to get into or. I have this question about pitching. How, how do I solve it? What's your process for that? How do you, uh, you know, I've, i mean, going in and doing like a deep dive on Jake DeGrom is like, you know, you could right, but yeah. you're going to figure out that he is what we already know he is. So, um, you know, like if we're talking about people that you thought were going to be great coming into the year, people that you're, you're thinking are going to have a resurgence in the second half, people you're really looking forward to seeing maybe come up or, or start next year. Um, who they are, why you care, how you go through that process, what stats matter to you—obviously, CSW at the top of that list. Um, but like that, that your process in going through all of this—I think again that like thinking out loud piece of it um, is is really really interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I think it, it, um, I'm going to jump off with what you said too, where it's like
1: we know Jacob Degrom is good, mm-hmm. so how can we find the people mid-season? Uh, in a way, and and what can we trust aside CSW? I'm, not, I, you know, people they know CSW, and if they don't, it's called strikes plus whiffs over total pitches. It's it is very helpful. One of the things that I've really enjoyed doing as of late is um, if a pitcher has had uh, one shying away at this point from season totals, um, mm. and that's for two reasons: one, the Gloop Gate stuff and yeah. i think there yeah. there is a market difference in a lot of pitchers and how they perform before you and have how that trademark by
0: the way because that's the first i've heard of it and it's pretty awesome oh i think uh,
1: nick i think might have said it first and then i yeah i just <laughs> took it from
0: him it is great it really is good that's a t-shirt that's got to that's got yeah. we have to make that one
1: it really is uh and then the other is like you know right now um matt harvey's a poor example but matt harvey since the all-star break is the best pitcher <laughs> in baseball Right, uh, he has a sub one ERA, uh, which is hilarious. And uh, has, if you look, has
2: the Dark Knight returned? No, 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 no. Reason? I, I, I don't. I haven't watched any of those movies in the, a while. I'm sorry. I'm really butchering that joke. No, there is a great old. I, I love love Batman, uh, which is kind of
1: funny and embarrassing. Um, and I think there's a comic called The Dark Knight Returns with like an older. Um, like out of shape Batman uh and uh i always wanted like brian dennehy to play
0: it just like really made me laugh to think about brian dennehy in like like, a batman costume
1: because that's what he looks like in the comic and that's the version of matt harvey maybe um Mm. but the reason i bring him up is like if you looked at his numbers overall on just a regular leaderboard from the beginning of the season you would immediately rightfully so cast him to the side there are other pitchers who are having success in five or six game samples that are really good to see. So I'll look at recent uh, box scores and see who's performing well. What I really like to do to get really into nitty gritty, and this is a good example, is like Blake Snell, right? Blake Snell, great start in his last outing, right? Mm -hmm. 13 Ks. Um, I will go directly to their baseball savant page. I will look, the first thing that populates uh, underneath the page as you scroll down is their pitch percentage uh, by year. Mm -hmm. What I will do is I will change season to that year 2021 and i will change season it goes season month and game i'll change it to game and i will try to get a good idea of if there have been market changes Mm. in a smaller sample size as to what they are throwing um just to get a good sense of if there's anything legitimate to buy into here or not sometimes we get like chris flexons where it's like they're just kind of having a lucky streak and sometimes we get a blake snell who threw like all sliders and four seamers like for pretty much the first time um and i think that like that is an all we're doing is making guesses right and then we're going on twitter and pretending that we're smart and because all we're doing is making guesses all we can do is look for evidence to back up those guesses sure And uh, Nick actually phrased this really well because I was getting on him about this Blake Snell bump that he did on the list where it's like, listen, all we're looking for is a change. Sometimes that change is one that will stick and we look like geniuses. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that change is Robbie Ray changing his arm slot in 2020 and me drafting him everywhere and him looking absolutely terrible. Right. (laughs) But the point is when anyone can say to me why did you suggest Robbie Ray last year? You lost me my fantasy league. I can say, here's the piece of evidence. This is what I went off of. Usually this means a good thing. Look at Lucas Giolito, who changed his arm slot. This didn't happen for him. And we'll move on. But I think looking at those small details and trying to find those things is great. And the last thing I'll say about this, because I feel like I'm just taking up a lot of time with this answer, is um, really it's, I, I, it kind of contradicts exactly what I just said. <laughs> Be intrigued by that one start, but don't dig too much into it. I, I have been fortunate enough to talk to a plenty of pitchers to understand that we all as a community love to overthink things. Sure. And sometimes they are literally like, my nail hurt. I could not throw my cutter yeah my you know what i mean it's it's quite literally that simple and we're like well he
0: was facing a lefty and yeah, he's right. actually going up his store jupiter and, is, you know, one, and, one, and mars were in alignment and so 100. yeah right
1: and, and it turns out he like scratched his ass and he, he <laughs> cut his nail <laughs> yeah. and it hurt and he can't throw his cutter like and that's it
0: yeah 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 um so you
2: know, yeah yeah I, go ahead chase you know, i just love to hear all of, like the weird little things that everyone has like they're not quite idiosyncrasies but you know like just like hey this one thing i did one time and as a result i ended up picking kev picking up kevin gossman at the right time last year or Mm -hmm. whatever and as a result i will always do it for everybody yeah Yeah. you know it's like those are those are the things that i think make um a lot of like the people that i chat with interesting it's like oh yeah i have this thing it's my bit and it it busts like three quarters of the time But it's mine yeah. and you can't have it. It's so funny that you say that because I I always say that the best baseball
1: writer in the world is that uh, guy, Daniel Kahneman, who's not a baseball writer at all, right? He wrote (laughs) Thinking Fast and Slow and he Mm -hmm. wrote this new book, which is right at my desk right now, called Noise, about how we interpret noise and how we audit noise. Mm. And those are the best fantasy baseball books in the world because they're all about addressing your biases. Like that's it.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, People yeah, no, definitely I, get stuck in their own patterns and their own. This thing worked for me 12 years ago, and I just can't let go. Totally. Yeah. Um, all right. That being said, now I'm going to I'm going to ask you to be set in your in your opinions of somebody who's who's the person on your radar. Who's the next the next guy we should be paying attention to?
1: Oh God, that's such a good question. Um, I I do. I, if I'm putting my Orioles hat on, I really actually am allowing myself to feel emotion about Grayson Rodriguez. Uh,
2: I, I think he's going to be a big deal,
1: and uh excites me very much.
2: So um, he is currently pitching um, about 30 minutes um, from where I live in Bowie. And in I, Bowie, I, rather? Yeah, I'm, I'm going on Thursday. Oh, so you know, hey, you're going to make it Friday we've been talking yeah, all yeah, season fine, right <laughs> right uh yeah uh, thursdays they have a, a happy hour deal from five till six thirty, um and it's been way too good to pass up and i've been passing up for a long so time so you're gonna so. get to go um, and then
0: you're not gonna remember that you went <laughs> <laughs> i think you're on it <laughs> i have to drive home so
2: maybe uh, okay but, uh, yeah, yeah yeah i i think I'm, I'm really really disappointed i think grayson might be pitching like literally tonight and if not tonight t- tomorrow so mm-hmm. i will miss his start and instead see someone else uh it's not also not probably not dl hall i've been like trying to like watch this and get everything lined up and as a result i didn't see adley Rutschman at double a even once um, uh happy yeah. for him that he's gone but yeah, yeah uh, what is it that's got you so excited about grayson uh because i won't uh i won't will myself to jinx any of that because i i too am excited but uh I,
1: yeah, I think it's just like when I've watched him pitch before, because, you know, when it comes to like the minor league guys, there's not so much data that's like actually going to be available for them. But when I watch him pitch, there is an actual like explosiveness to watching him pitch. Um, I mean, he also has uh, – well, I'm looking at the stats now. It's 114Ks to 19 walks. <laughs> that makes me feel real. That makes me feel real happy. That makes me feel really good things inside my body. Um, so I, I think that's great. I, I, just the way that he – it looks like it's all um, like small tweaks at this point. Mm-hmm. There isn't really mm-hmm. anything that I see in his arsenal that's like – Eh, that's probably not going to make it to the to the big leagues. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like all mm-hmm. of the each individual pitch in and of itself just looks so great. And I also think we're seeing one of the first players to come up through the Mike Elias and Sigmeidel
2: system. You know if what you I mean? Didn't say it. I was going to. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah. that.
1: That's where it is. Like that to me. I mean, like Adley is that also? I don't remember if Duquette. No, I don't. I think Adley was drafted. No, I don't think he was drafted by Duquette. Either way, he's he wasn't. He, yeah, he, right. he wasn't right. Um, so, it, like being able to see that, and it's like also that ability for Orioles fans to like trust that system. Uh, but and then I guess someone who I still can't give up on uh, is is uh, is Mike Clevenger, and I'm mm. fully aware that the explosive mechanics are still there. And I'm also fully aware that I don't know how in love I am with how the Padres continue to develop pitchers. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, have we seen like Paddock fell by the wayside Mm -hmm. when he tried to make a tweak to that fastball and curveball, And that hasn't been great. Um, Mackenzie Gore is getting hammered down in the minor leagues. And we're still waiting on that to kind of happen. Um, I mean diddles in the Met obviously fantastic but injury concerns Blake Snell came over and I think we found out why the Rays were like it's actually fine if we deal you (laughs) away right now Uh, and of course there's Darvish I'm not saying it's all bad but like I I, the thing that gives me most pause I guess is that but like I think we often forget that
2: when he pitches he's just so dominant you know and Mm -hmm. I love that about him so I'm excited for that yeah one of the interesting things i think that i've been kind of like slowly putting my eye to more and more um is the fact that you know baseball is just really a game of a lot of choices made over and over and over again and we forget the people who are making them rather than just kind of like a person who does a ratio over and over again you know people aren't dice rolls they can change their mind um is that some teams are much better at either telling people which decisions to make or uh telling which decisions not to make than others you know you, you bring up the changes in the system uh that we might see some benefits of uh the orioles roster eventually soon uh but you know there's a lot of data informed practices and just better coaching there are a bunch of um orioles uh minor league managers who have like won awards uh you notably uh, zach Britton's brother is probably the manager in waiting <laughs> for the orioles <laughs> is he really uh, i did not yeah, know that i i think i th- i think i have that right oh, and yeah, i'm willing to say it out loud himself
0: no, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's it. awesome. It never happens. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> but, you know, a, a big part of that, though, is that, you know, you just change everything that you're doing. You bring in a new crop of people. You make better decisions based off of, you know, science and stuff. Good things happen. And there are a lot of other teams where you're seeing people move around the league. Uh, I brought up Kevin Gossman earlier, but, you know, it, it's wild to think, you know, there were choices you can make better on the coaching side and, and, and i think i i'm starting to trust more and more that if an organization shows that they are treat their people well and believe in things that are worth believing in um good things can happen um and it's i think one of the most essential things about like making sense of this weird stuff that we try to make sense of that like you remember these people are people yeah um and um you know i've been kind of like paying attention uh more in recent times to like you know, um, I feel like Cleveland has a really strong record for uh, developing talent, allegedly, and stuff. I don't know; their results have been yeah. pretty good. They also have a pretty good record of like relative to the rest of baseball. Um, their minor leaguers have have great. Like facilities, uh, you know, like they invest their people, they make good choices, and you know, I, I can cobble here and there about stuff, and I won't put you on the spot about everything, but, <laughs> um, you know, it, it matters what conditions you're in, and I think uh, I, I, I'm just cheering for the best for a lot of people in those sorts of ways, because uh, it's hard to model um, this person is in a good circumstance for someone believes in them. Um, and I'm really excited for that in the in the Orioles system because I feel like the tides are turning for a lot of guys like Grayson Rodriguez to get some really good instruction and hopefully pan out. Well, that 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 uh, that's
1: such a great like. Okay, uh, there was an article that I was thinking about writing. I still want to write at some point, which is like who is the last great or good pitcher to come up through an organization for all thirty organizations, right? And one of the things that became so hard to quantify and while I was kind of so interested in it because it's hard to quantify is like, where are the failings, right? Mm. Um, The the Rangers uh, have not had a good pitcher come up through their system in quite some time. Like it might be like, maybe Derek Holland when he came up or like Alexio gondo or something yeah. like it's been a long time. So where, who, who is the failure? Like, where are the failings there? Is it the front office? Is it the people drafting? Is it the people who are developing? Then there are oftentimes where they have drafted first round picks as pitchers and then traded them yeah, away. Yeah. Is that because they don't trust their organization? Is that because they think they are, don't need pitching? So, and I think, you know, Cleveland is the exact opposite of that. As you said, the facilities are better. And from what I hear, the game planning starts at a, at an early level. They are mm-hmm. helping their minor leaguers game plan, their pitchers game plan. So that way, when they come to the big leagues, there's one less thing for them to worry about, yeah. right? They already understand mm-hmm. organizationally had a game plan. And I guess I'm having an epiphany as we're having this conversation where it seems like it's all about pipeline, right? And how do you build a success? It's easy to say, oh, we're, we're a big, we're a company, we need a successful pipeline. But it's easier said than done in baseball, considering the high amount of
2: turnaround that exists within that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, it's a, that's a very mm. interesting conversation. Yeah. I I find that, you know, like, there are so many difficulties we can find. And it's almost easier, I think, to figure out which things are going to go wrong mm you're trying to predict the future and figure out which guy that you're just going to irrationally latch yourself onto Luis Garcia, by the way, that's my answer. Uh, (laughs) I'm latching myself onto Luis Garcia. Um, um, I, I feel like I'm coming to terms with the fact that I'm an Astros apologist. And I've said this out loud a few times, um, but um, I have far too many friends who are from Houston who are in my ear all the time. And I end up watching their games and then suddenly I'm like a Kyle Tucker fan and uh, it's crazy. Um, But you know, these things clearly matter and yeah. um it's really interesting to me to kind of just like try to figure out what those possible things at least are more than at this point trying to figure out exactly what i can do with the same data that everyone else has mm-hmm. because um i feel like part of it is getting bored part of it is i think you know there's something very stressful about being like 75 percent of the way to an epiph- epiphany and like knowing how to write about it but kind of doubting that you've got it all figured out which yeah. i think is kind of like looping back to another conversation mm. um but being able to recognize what it is that's like a roadblock might really help us to at least unpack what's different and weird about a guy and kind of figure out something about it. Even when the data is not all perfect and smooth. Um, You know, I, I feel like some of the most fun I've had in the past year just, trudging through data sets or whatever is like trying to figure out actually some of the holes in like csw uh because everything has holes of course Uh, and it's more fun whenever uh the the thing that you're messing with uh belongs to someone that um you you might enjoy um annoying once in a while so um (laughs) never
1: (laughs) and and you know it's funny too the harkens to another point where it's like uh uh every pitcher's in the big leagues for a reason even the bad mm-hmm. ones, and they do one thing and one thing very well. Sometimes it's multiple things, sometimes it's just one thing. I uh, had a tweet about in zone swing strike rate yesterday. Rasball Ball, uh, Gray Albright responded about where is uh, one pitcher and then I made like the bottom of the list because it turned out he was at the bottom and Brett Anderson (laughs) was the very lowest on the list. And all I did was, you know, say number 348 Brett Anderson. He has like a 4.4% in zone swing strike rate and then wrote end of list and he liked it and commented on it (laughs) and I was like. Oh man, like I do not want, like I do my very best to not like dunk on pictures yeah, on Twitter because like I, I think that they get that enough. But then like we had a small conversation and, and I, I caused me to dig more into Anderson and even a guy who he says in love himself, like, you know, he might not be where he wants to be exactly. I was looking at his changeup. A changeup's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's like literally a top ten changeup in baseball right now. Like that's uh, that's amazing. Um, so I love that too. Like going to a pitcher's page, like uh, Amir Garrett was a good example, right? His fastball should not be the way that it is. So why is it? You know what I mean? I, I love that question too. Why is Amir Garrett's fastball <laughs> just that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why is it? Uh, and 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 that that's the kind of fun of each player
2: because there's more differences than I think you'd think. I think the answer might be because Amir Garrett believes in his fastball, and uh, I believe in Amir Garrett. So whatever. <laughs> there you, know, you go. If there. what is it? Mookie Wilson? If so, if someone believes in dinosaurs, and I'm what did he say about that? Like some quote about dinosaurs and believing in them. Um, I I don't know that I know that one, oh. but I
0: want to know that. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing I'm googling when we're done here. Okay. Um I I think yeah. you guys both bring up really excellent points in terms of the human side of this. It's so easy to to turn these human beings into just endless numbers and stats and digits and per percentages and um you know to your point earlier, I you know my finger hurts so <laughs> the start went bad. Uh it, mm-hmm. it, it's a human thing, right? Uh, just as much as understanding what somebody's trying to accomplish if they're if they're in zone percentages down but they're, they're doing it on purpose to set something else up. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but you, if you look at that pitch in isolation and go, Whoa, what are you doing? Well, I, there's a story and that's an important part of understanding the whole picture and, and, uh, you know, having those conversations with those actual pictures, that's huge. So you can get hmm. it right from the, the horse's mouth. So to speak. Um, all right, let's move into, we have a, what we call a pass fail segment, where we just kind of say, we give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. But since we're, you know, study hall, it's a pass fail. Um, and I'm going to go to, uh, chase first and fast second. So chase, you're going to give me pass fail on field of dreams. The flick, the movie itself, field of dreams, pass fail. Um, I think it's just the most
2: example of dudes will do literally anything other than go to therapy um, <laughs> and make it a fail. <laughs> um,
0: that maybe, maybe true. That is definitely not the answer I thought I was getting from you. But uh, um, I, I'm I'm not a nostalgia guy. I'm a little bit too young,
2: also. I think to like really have been into Field of Dreams. Yeah. Um, the only real baseball movie that I care for is um, Ken Burns' Baseball, and other than that, uh, you know. <laughs> That whole box set was uh, sitting on top of the VCR in my living room for, like, the entirety of my childhood, and I watched it a couple times then. But other than that, like, I don't have any, like, serious nostalgia for any of that. Um, Also, again, you know, it's, like, other than that, basically, and, like, listening to sports talk radio in the Dallas area, I didn't really have a strong, like, reason to care about baseball. There's a really good sports talk station in in the Dallas area called uh, 1310 The Ticket, um, and uh, they are, like, part of the reason I care about sports, actually. But it was never like watching them and following. It was just, they were funny. Uh, so, you know, we'd circle back. So, yeah, I don't have any particular attachment to it. And uh, as I cu- tried to rewatch it more recently, I just didn't get it. That's that's and, the take I thought we were um, yeah. getting.
0: I thought we were getting a hard fail because I, I just don't get it. I understand that whole nostalgia thing. That's a big part of it, I think, for me, is is I was younger when I watched it. And uh, it was, there was like a magic to it. And, um, you know, now that I'm older and I have kids, the whole like idea of reconnecting with, with a lost parent, I, you know, not to be a downer. I lost my dad when I was just 23. And, um, you know, those types of moments as an adult continue to connect with me. But I think obviously that that nostalgia piece is a huge part of why I thoroughly enjoy that movie. And now, is it something I throw on, on the regular? No, definitely. It's not, but, um, there's this, it's very divisive people, very strong, strongly against this movie.
1: Yeah, if not only because of the have-a-catch-play-catch
0: catch <laughs> <Yeah>. thing, right? <laughs> right? I mean, that uh, that's why it feels like. All right, so I'm going to uh, throw the same question over to you, Fast, except it's not about the movie. It's about the actual MLB baseball game that is happening at the field with the cool old unis. Um, and uh, are we giving that a pass or a fail? I'll give the
1: the notion of it a pass. Uh, like, the notion of it is fun and it is romantic, and I and I do dig that. And it's also like, yeah, sure. Let's have fun. Let's do a game outside of a stadium. Let's treat ballparks like Mario Kart circuits, and like let's just make it. Let's just make some crazy, crazy. I'm talking super mega baseball. Uh, I I do like it. I'll, I'll give it a pass.
2: Yeah. I, um. Yeah. Go ahead. No, on no, that no. note, we need a series in Mexico City, like
0: every month. Yeah. Um. Because that is, uh, Mario Kart baseball yeah, right. as well. Cores cores times Ooh. ten. Right. Mm. Um, what a beautifully I, good <laughs> I, I love the idea of this game uh, the only thing I think it's missing is I think that they should have uh, gone to those leagues that exist throughout the United States where they still play with the old timey gloves uh, and there should have been like an all-star game exhibition of those dudes uh, like the night before uh, Wait, just, just said up, like... made it like a whole all-star weekend with the old timey Equipment and all of that, I think that would have been pretty killer. But I, I think I, I listen. I, I I I'm not um I'm not like silent about the things that sometimes MLB does to try and get pop and um you know I think it's all valiant. I don't know how much of it lands. I I I love that they keep trying. I think some of it's cool. I think this is really kind of cool because even if you're not into the movie itself, it's different. It's quirky, like you said, romantic, interesting, engaging. Um, you know, uh, kind of like, you know, what this reminds me of a lot is the, uh, the outdoor hockey, uh, thing that, that they do in the yeah. NHL. I went to one yeah, of those Yeah, and, and they're cool. They really are. If it was all the time, it would be too much. Um, yeah, but it's a really, I always look approach for the way, I watch, mm-hmm. I watch those games, whether I care about the teams or not. Uh, you know, I'm a, I am a hockey fan. I'm not a diehard. Um, but I don't care who's playing it. It's kind of a neat. Thing. And maybe it's like the novelty of it. I don't know, but I like it. I, I think it's a cool idea.
1: I'll say there's a missed opportunity that I doubt they're going to do where they should hire 10 to 15 15- baseball lookalikes of past baseball greats mm. and have them just roam out of the field left field right field center field at any moment during the game like that yes. is the way to do like a little there's fog. A fly ball to left field yeah a little fog and then a babe ruth impersonator just walks out <laughs> totally confused and then you know like a like and i think you should leave skit and then just walks back into the cornfield and, and that's it
2: see this is Fast. where your Are television you, do you think that they won't experience? do that huh Are you leaking that they won't do that? (laughs) Sorry, I apologize. We we can't put
1: this live until the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm totally fired.
0: Um, all right. I want to, we have a, uh, one more segment that we like to do at the end called off the books, uh, w- which veers from like the stats and the analysis and just kind of talks about cool things about baseball and whether you like to admit it or not, you are definitely one of the cool things about baseball, my friend. And, uh, I, I know you can shake your head. Nick does the same thing when I try and tell him nice things. Um, but the overlay work, these things are lies. They're not lies, man. Your overlay work is cool. It's very cool. It's engaging. And in, in, in those good ways that I think it's, it's one of those things baseball needs to, to appeal to a broader audience. And it's, it's so visual. Um, and listen, just as a teacher in my, my profession, visual stuff is really, really powerful and important. Um, and so, um, I I really want to dig in as much as we can. I mean, not like the okay, I sit here and and I you know I have the x axis and this is the software that I use, but more like the ideation of it and the concepts of it because they're not just and look pitching ninja does cool stuff, right? But it, it's the stuff you're doing isn't isn't just like hey this cool pitch and it went from here to here. It's like multiple pitches and and different stats and and as you were saying, like it's really created to build the capacity of the viewer to understand these complex things in easier ways and it works it's doing that um so like how do you get your ideas how does when it goes from idea to like sunday night baseball uh Mm -hmm. what's the path what's the 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 i guess the a to z there
1: yeah. Okay. So let's let's focus specifically on Sunday Night Baseball because I think it's a good way to kind of walk through it. So you usually get a, a, a text message from one of the producers saying like, hey, these are the guys that I think are going. What do you have? Right. Like, what do you have for me? You know what I mean? Because a lot of these baseball producers are very smart and yeah, they yeah. watch baseball, but they don't have a lot of time to like go on Baseball Savant every 10 minutes. Yeah, or right. right. Um, so usually what I'll do is... I'll go to a pitcher's baseball savant page or I'll go to Alex Chamberlain's pitch leaderboard and see exactly what it is that they have that gets them to that point, right? Like we talked about earlier, every pitcher has something that gets them to where they are. And uh, I'll usually try and find their highest pitch by swinging strike rate um, and then see conceivably what makes it that Mm, right like a a slider can be really high on swinging strike rate because of its slider or it can be really high in swinging strike rate because of its sinker like it pairs with a sinker um so one good thing to do is if i'm going to a pitcher's page i can look at the um their spin direction uh, charts and see if anything in particular plays off of one another uh the rage used to always be um up and down Mm -hmm. uh you know the the Blake Snell blueprint fastballs high curveballs low now I try and look a little bit more for east west Mm -hmm. um I try I think that showcases a little bit better and then what I really want to do is try and find the most accurate representation of what that pitcher is doing you have a lot of power when you're making overlays because you can show two pitches from the one of the first and one of the eighth you know what yeah. i mean i always 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 try and make it to the best of my ability the same at bat. um and a pitcher once told me pitches tunnel maybe one or two pitches after one another and that's it okay so then i really try and make it that as well like i don't want to do a pitch that's oh oh and then a pitch that's three two because th- that's not tunneling you know what yeah, i mean yeah, so that, you're that's moving further
0: not, away from apples to apples exactly you yeah.
1: have no there's no reference you don't know what happened there and the batter is in a completely different mindset and he's thinking about things a little bit differently so I really try and put those two things and then also just try and like again you have a lot of power there and I don't want to misrepresent what a pitch what a misrepresent what a pitcher does and um, if he tends to go over the heart of the plate with the fastball a little bit more like I think Dylan ceased it at the beginning of the year I want to show that You know what I mean? I want to show the heart of the plate. So it's about, you know, the whole point of the overlay in and of itself is to educate about how a pitcher is having success. So as a result, you really have to constrain yourself with how you're making it to showcase how he's doing it in the most truthful way possible. So you're not misrepresenting the way that they're having success. And and that's one of the things that I learned, too, is like. Premiere is a hell of a drug, man. <laughs> like all you have to do is move that hand over a little bit and two pitches are coming out of the exact same arm slot perfectly. And that pitcher is amazing and that's why he has success. And you really have to be careful. So I guess the last thing then is like when you're making it mm-hmm. you're not matching up the arms, right? Cuz that's disingenuous. There's different release points. You are really trying to make sure that the two usually what I do is I put two on top of each other and then I fade one out a little bit and make sure that the camera angle matches perfectly. That's one thing that I've realized is cameras are very inconsistent, even pitch to (laughs) pitch. Man, like even every time like a pitcher like they'll go to a different camera or something like that, or there's a different at bat, it'll change everything. So it's really all about dealing with all those struggles and then just trying to find something accurate
2: follow up there true best and worst cameras by stadium oh
1: my god oh god okay great i i don't okay (laughs) tampa tampa's really good tampa's been a lot of fun i don't mind texas as much it's not great colorado man Oh Lordy, that is that is so. Just bad. one more thing on their list. <laughs> throw it on the pile. It is. Throw it on the pile. It's unbelievable. Um, I at least I know what their cameraman in center field is doing. He's just getting high the entire game. <laughs> like, <who cares? laughs> um, yeah, th- there's that, and then uh, yeah, there's some other like small ones. It's like how have we not learned that? It shouldn't be forty feet to the right of a pitcher. Like, make it
2: somewhat behind him. Mm, yeah, I yeah. feel like the the Angels have a pretty weird one, but that might have
0: just been a couple games. No, you're in right. There.
1: I had to make one of Shohei Otani, and it's a little bit of a nightmare. It's mm. a it was it's a little bit, of, which is such a shame. It's like really such a shame.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that obviously makes a big difference. It, it's you see, it looks like you're getting an uh, an angle that's showing you one thing, but it's really very very different right totally different 100 yeah.
1: percent. cincinnati's
0: another good one you,
1: you can't really even tell how dominant luis castillo can be at home sometime or it it it, it doesn't do justice to how insane sure. his changeup is because that angle yeah totally
2: yeah I, I know that based off of the type of movement i know this mostly from playing mlb the show which I, <laughs> i'm really bad at cool. um just plug there that i'm bad at it. <laughs> um yeah. Uh, is it uh, different angles will make different types of pitches look different kinds types of nasty? Yes. You know, if you're if you're offset really badly, then I mean, you can you will not see some of that east west movement in the same sort of way. Um, or alternatively, it'll make you seem like you throw a pitch that breaks eighteen feet to the right. <laughs> hello, Dustin <laughs> yeah. May. Um, so,
0: uh, are we announcing now that uh, the expert level for the game is going to be the Colorado Rockies camera angle? That's when you yeah. get to expert level. That's yeah. how you have to play. Um, I, yeah. I, have, I have one last question about this. And, uh, and then it's actually going to bring us to the end of this conversation, which is sad because it's been a lot of fun. This has been great. Mm. Um, what do you think are, are the next, what's the next level of this? Um, is it broadcast stuff? Is it uh, something that you can get through to, to through social media where you click on something and it brings up something else or, um, you know, maybe some sort of VR element or component? What's, what's the next level? Uh, of these overlays uh, and and kind of the visualizations. Uh,
1: That's such a good question. It gets me really excited. The next level in one way is more people doing it and creating their own voice within it. Mm. Right. Like mine are similar to Pitching Ninjas, but slightly different. Not better, not worse, just different. Yeah, right, right. And, they are there's so much room for people to um, take this visual language and make it their own and that really really excites me and if you have Premiere and that kind of stinks because I know Premiere can definitely be cost prohibitive but we, I have a tutorial online go figure out how to do it yourself yeah. and, and make them like like make them I, like whenever people are like hey do you mind if I you know do this I feel like I'm you know people have DM me saying like I feel like I'm ripping off your style no 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 do it I don't care <laughs> I like true I don't care at all like I, I the, the whole point is to spread the sport like go do it. But uh, there's, like, truly no ego there. Um, I I do think continuing to do it with broadcast is really big, especially as the demographic that watches the sport gets... the older demographic doesn't like sabermetrics, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Doesn't I don't want to say ties off because that sounds awful, <laughs> but uh, it, you know the, the, it starts to be more accepting of sabermetrics. You know what I mean? Um, and I think so. As a result, we'll start to see it in broadcast a little bit more. And there are already companies like Win Reality that are showing the effectiveness in VR. Mm. And as I don't know if VR ever is going to be as big as people think it's going to be, but oh, even okay. for hobbyists uh they can see the uh effectiveness of some uh, yeah what i we i used to have to go to the all-star game a bunch for work we had a vr headset um home run derby experience and i also saw a vr experience that like you're allowed to catch a ball and see how quick it comes in and stuff like that Hmm. as that gets bigger people will enjoy that more because it brings them a different experience about the game so yeah i think that that's that's
0: where i hope and i think it's going fantastic uh chase anything else that you want to add before we have to bring our episode to an end here you know
2: i i often think you know the the coolest thing that can happen is that uh, you have an idea and it just becomes so normal that other people are uh not even thinking that they have to attribute it to you whenever Mm. they like use it yeah Mm. um and uh you know that i think is kind of like one of the most important things you can. I'm not going to compare you to Jonas Salk or anything. <laughs> <laughs> like a Kleenex.
0: I don't need to. Get right.
2: It. <laughs> like it just. Yeah. Beca- everybody you know, just calls. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Xerox, yeah.
1: yeah. It happens with CSW. Yeah. People are like they they talk about CSW, and I think it's awesome. It's like yeah. really cool to. I feel like that old guy in the corner. Like I helped make CSW. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: like... <laughs> Uh, one Um, ring to rule them all
2: yeah exactly just wait until I you know uh, one of these days you know we're we're gonna get to a point where you're gonna like have to like face the haters online and you're just gonna be like so glad that it's gotten so big that it's not you know attributed to you anymore (laughs) yeah you know the the anti CSW backlash backlash two years I would laugh so hard
0: I just think that would be such a funny thing to have like an entirely anti-person against a a sabermetric laugh. (laughs) Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Alex. Um, anything else, last words that you want to put out there, uh, especially all of the various places people can find you. I'm sure that there's not anybody listening who doesn't know you and know where, where they can they follow you, but like t- obviously Twitter and and uh, um, all the, the broadcast stuff that you're doing, but final words, all that stuff. Yep.
1: Uh yeah uh, thanks for having me It's been great. It's been awesome to just sit and talk with you guys and it's so nice to do a podcast where I can relax and not have to like research five thousand things b- beforehand. <laughs> I like genuinely appreciate and love that, so thank you um and yeah, you know I'm on Twitter at alexfast eight, and come on and we'll talk some baseball.
0: Awesome. All right. well, that's where you can find Alex fast Alexander Chase. Could you go ahead and tell the people where they could find us? Well, they can find you on
2: Twitter at the Corked Matt. I'm on Twitter at Chase underscore Rate. And most importantly, you can find our podcast on Twitter at Dugout Study Hall, where you can send us some questions. Please be sure to subscribe to the Pitcherless podcast feed if you haven't done that already. Leave us a good review if you can be so kind. And if you're not already, please consider becoming a PL Plus member so that you can harass us on the PL Discord. And that's it for me.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll catch you next time.